You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sister, welcome to episode two of the Rooted Feminine podcast. I am currently sitting in my closet recording uh, because it's the only room in the house that has any carpet and I am surrounded by moving boxes. We are making a big move as a family across the country to actually return to the home of our roots, to the place we were born and to the place our family lives um, and to the land that has my heart and has my soul, which is um, the Southwest of the United States. We are from Arizona Um, and Arizona is a really interesting place because where we're from is called the high country. So it snows, there's mountains, there's ski resorts, pine trees, things that most people don't um, think of when they think of Arizona. They always think of either Sedona or they think of the desert. So definitely still some desert magic, some Southwest magic going on. Um, 
with snow and pine trees. <laughs> so really excited to be, you know, returning to my roots, um, the the earth and the the people of my roots. So um, just l- looking forward to that a lot. And it got me thinking about what it means to reconnect with our feminine and the fact that the feminine is rising. And this is a phrase that if you've spent time in the divine feminine space, working on, you know, sacred feminine energies or goddess archetypes or any of that, you've seen this phrase thrown about. The feminine is rising. The feminine is rising. Um, and so I thought it would be a good episode for the for us to talk about today as I'm kind of in this um, nostalgic but also forward-looking place in my life where I'm going back to what's familiar, but it's very much forward movement. So how is that playing into the feminine rising? So to just jump right on in, I think for those of us who are awakening, uh, you'll never hear me say those of us who are awakened, because I don't believe that. I believe that we're always awakening, and we may plateau and hang out at a certain level of consciousness or a certain level of spirituality or whatever for a while, but where it's awakening is a process, just like rebirth is a cycle and it's just ongoing and ongoing happening to us and for us, whether we're consciousness of conscious of it or not. So um, that's part of what we do here is bring consciousness to this awakening process, bring consciousness and bravely step into our rebirths on the feminine path. Um But I would say for those of us who are awakening, which is probably every single one of us listening, we've all felt the feminine rising. We've all felt this shift in energy, this shift in power, the the source of the energetics coming from the earth and coming from the depths um, instead of always being love and light and up in the heights and, you know, 5D ascend, which there's beauty to all of that. But there's an absolute um, undeniable shift in the consciousness and shift in the energetics. Um, If you study divine feminine scholars, like I have for the past several, several years, a lot of them would say that this is not like, there wasn't a switch that flipped, right? The feminine has been suppressed and suppressed for a long time, but it's never been gone, right? You can't kill the goddess, right? You can't, can't eradicate the energy as much as they've tried, right? And by they, I mean patriarchy. Um, So as much as it's been tried, it's never succeeded. She just has been kind of slowly hanging out. And we'll see evidence of this in throughout history of of pockets of, of a feminine awakening or pockets of a feminine rising. And some would argue that this right now is just a pocket. I would love to think that it's not. I would love to think that it's a a paradigm shift that it's, you know, nothing's permanent, but a more permanent than of just a pocket of energy, um, an, an actual shift. Uh, but the, the feminine scholars would absolutely say like, since the 20th century, we've, we've been in a very noticeable shift in this energy. Um, you know, we see these first four or first, second, third, fourth waves of feminism. And that is, Related, but not exactly the same. I'm 100% a feminist and believe in the empowerment of women. And I was going to say, but, but this is an and. And 
the rise of the feminine is not directly linked to feminism, right? Because as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, feminine energy isn't gendered, right? It is an experience of life. It is um, an outlook of mindset and embodiment of living that is different than the masculine uh, way of living, way of life, way outlook, mindset. Um, and when both are in their most healed versions, neither is better or worse. In fact, we'll have an episode on polarity coming up shortly um, to talk about the difference between masculine and feminine and what polarity means and all of that stuff. But when we say the rise of the feminine, we don't mean the rise of female. We don't re- mean the rise of women. Um, we mean the rise of feminine energy. Do women maybe have easier access or more access to this energy? Uh, Probably, especially today with conditioning, because men are so conditioned to be masculine and overly masculine and bordering on toxic masculine. But that's not a given. That's not a 100%. So this rise of the feminine um, may be led by women. I see movements around things like um, gun control, for instance. This isn't a political podcast, but it's hard not to talk about these things without bringing up political topics, right? Um, housing, you know, the, the changes and things that are happening with housing, housing prices going up, people having to change the way they live is a feminine movement. Um, so a lot of these movements are um, being led by women, even though they're not only for women. In fact, that's what I would argue is the primary, if not the primary objective on the feminine path, if there's if there's a way to say that spirituality is has an objective, but it would be that um, the feminine rising is for everybody, right? Feminine energy is communal. That's the whole point. Um, so this rising of the feminine energy is called to balance the dominant masculine qualities that we've been living under for generations, right? Millennia. Um, we've been asked to, we're ask, being asked to shift the reliance that we've had on things like our brains, <laughs> right? Um, analytical, logical, systematic ways of thinking. Um, we're being called to rise above things like um, achievement oriented or goal-oriented mindsets um we're being asked to to reconsider individualistic approaches and doing things all by ourselves right um that's the masculine constructs that we've been under for a long time so instead now we are shifting to body wisdom body wisdom cyclical wisdom earth medicine, earth wisdom, right? Moving into intuitive, creative, fluid ways of feeling and ways of being. So as the feminine rises, this is a shift from things like control to surrender, from ego to intuition, from head to body, uh, from competition to collaboration, and from like a hierarchical or patriarchal 
um, individualistic social structure to community social structure. Okay, so this is what we mean by a rise in the feminine. Feminine energy supports all of these things, the feeling, the intuitive, the collaboration, the community, the body, the intuition. And for a very, very long time, society, the ways of the world, um, you know, we can call it the machine, the matrix, whatever, has supported the exact opposite of those things. So this rise in energy, this shift in energy is a calling, a movement toward living almost the exact opposite in the ways that we have in recent generations. And while we can feel this and sense this and know this in our beings, we can also see evidence of this. And you guys know that I am an evidence-based person and I'm always going to bring research in when I can. And so let's go there for a moment um, because we are seeing recent research and studies being done by, you know, leading industries um, that show that life experience is directly correlated with the feminine path. Being on the feminine path is a key contributor to happiness, to relationships, uh, to feelings of belonging. And we're, we're being able to study that now, especially a lot of the studies that were done during COVID and during the pandemic, like what were people missing? They were missing contact with others. They were missing um, real senses of community and, and, and belonging, not just the superficial, but on a deep, deep level. So we see that the health and the happiness of global society, this is not just, you know, isolated places, this is global society, is being restored by balancing this, by bringing community to the forefront, by bringing um, collaboration and intuitive, deep, mystical living, attachment and connection to the earth instead of uh, to greed or to money, right? So we are seeing this really come forward in the generations, um, you know, the, the millennials, the Gen Zs, and even the Gen Alphas, what their value systems are, what they talk about, what they care about, what they show up for um, is about improving the world for the better. Um, you know, one thing that we have seen is the demise of indigenous cultures through colonization. And one tenet that's very common in a lot of indigenous cultures is living with future generations in mind. In certain communities, it's seven generations. So they're thinking about like, if I tear up or, or plow or whatever this plot of land, not only what does it do for me, but what does it do for my kids, my kids, my kids, seven generations in the future? And we're starting to see those kinds of values come up in the younger generations where they're not only in it for themselves, they're in it for the, the betterment of all, the betterment of the planet and the betterment of people still to come. That is the feminine. That is the feminine rising. Okay, so Inc. Magazine recently reported that 88 88% of millennial workers so in the in the workforce is where this study is done but 
um, they're preferring collaborative environments where Gen X and Boomer and generations before were more cutthroat work environments. It was more like, oh, I'm going to compete to get the bonus this year or whatever. Um, workplaces that are that are adapting and understanding the needs of younger and younger workers are not having company cultures like that. They're having collaborative company cultures. And people are looking for that in the way they make their livings, right? Another study, just focusing on Gen, Gen Z, um, reported that the number one craving for um, people in Gen, in Gen Z was a craving of community. And when they had joined some form of community, either online or in-person clubs or whatever, um, 70% of those who had joined reported they did so for belonging, that that was their number one value and what they were searching for the most was a form or, or a sense of belonging. So these values are forefront in the younger generations and they're becoming more and more strong, more and more sought after. And people are not only looking for them, but they're living according to them again that is the feminine rising, a shift in consciousness, a shift in energy, a shift in desire in the way that we interact with ourselves, with the world around us, and with the people around us, with our planet. All of that is a sign of the feminine rising. So worldwide, regardless of age, we're seeing this evidence, human kindness, right? It's hard to see because you know, the news channels and things, they, they don't make money from these stories, right? They don't, they don't get clicks or views from these stories. But when you look, they're out there. And there are the people who are really working hard to amplify these stories, right? Um, but human kindness and genuine care and respect, it is possible. And we're starting to see it. So um, I mentioned housing, which is a very feminine value or a very feminine, um, well, it's a, it's a construct, right? It's an industry. We understand that there's like landlords and rent and that this is not just like something that happens, but the way that people make their living and make their money, it's an industry, right? And I don't know where you live, but where I live and everywhere that I've witnessed, housing costs are rising and becoming astronomical. So in my hometown, which is a, a, an expensive place to live, uh, one woman bought up a big old house and she opened it up basically and said, single mothers can come and live here and, and keep rent really, really re reasonable, bring their kids. And we're basically starting a home, right? We're not like a, and it, not in a handout kind of way. Hey there, hopping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered when women were the sought-after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern-day society no longer celebrates these ideas. We no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons, leaning into the wisdom that Mother Earth so graciously offers. We no longer pour into ourselves and each other, mothering a sense of community and well-being. And we no longer co-create with the universe, bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive 
masculine flavor of the world today. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots. You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live, breathe, and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called The Six Phases of the Rerooting Cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle, the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when rerooting into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com masterclass to register. That's one thing that's also different is it's like, it's not from pride. It's from pure generative caring and giving, right? And so was that a movement led by a woman? Yes, it was, right? That doesn't mean a man couldn't have done the same thing, but we are seeing the feminine rising, manifesting and coming to fruition and coming to life, being reborn, being rebirthed through women predominantly, right? So that's an example, right? It's a small town little news story, but it's it's there and it exists and we're seeing this happen more and more often in different scenarios that is the feminine rising okay because what does life look like currently and what has it looked like in the millennia since the feminine was driven underground it looks like separation competition hierarchy patriarchy domination right these are the things that society has been built on for a long time right like get yours before anybody else can that has been the mentality and get yours meant plunder the planet plunder the people who already lived in the place that you're arriving to as a as a newcomer right that's what that has meant for years and years and years and years But these are the things that are crumbling, and that's what we're starting to see. So old forms of government, old forms of business, old forms of doing business, those are the things that are on their way out, okay? So what this really comes down to in the energetics, right, in the spirituality, the the experience of this is that intellectualizing our way through problems and and trying to control and dominate are not sustainable. We've seen the damage that they've done, right? And they're on their way out, right? What we can see for sure we have evidence of and what we can just witness with our own eyes objectively um, is that for us to heal and evolve, the next level of consciousness is feminine. The next wave of is feminine. And who knows how long we'll need to for the pendulum to shift, right? The pendulum has been 
predominantly masculine energy, predominantly masculine focus and mindset for two, 3,000 years now? Do we need another two, 3,000 years predominantly feminine? Maybe, right? None of us will be around to know that, right? Um, but we certainly need it a predominant focus right now. That's what's going to heal the world right now. And that's what's going to set us on a path going forward. Because when we're able to do this, when when we can witness the feminine rise and when we can help it, when we can call on our soul's purpose, when we can call on our dharma, when we can step into our own feminine power and bring it into ourselves so that it overflows into the world around us, that's how we're going to make this change. And what we're going to see when we do that and what we're starting to see already is collaboration, community, care, harmony, oneness, and inclusion, right? This is one of the most powerful shifts that we've witnessed and that we can record in recorded history, right? We recorded the shift to masculinity, to patriarchy. Now we're able to record the shift back, right? So what we're really, we're really, really calling forth is a time when things like ethnicity, orientation, dogma, whatever makes us different, we're not trying to erase those differences, right? What we want is to recognize those differences for the beauty that they are and see us all as a community of individuals dedicated, devoted, I would say devoted with our hearts, like feminine devotion to the betterment of the collective, the betterment of the world, right? On the feminine path, it's not about competition. It's not about you're different than me, you're different from me. Now I need to squash that or I need to be better than that or whatever. It's you're different from me. How beautiful is that? I wonder what happens when we put our magic together. What magic can we create when we when we combine, right? That's the feminine path, okay? So we know that the feminine is rising. We know that we can take an active role in that. What can we do? What can we do for ourselves to, to activate and empower ourselves on the feminine path? And we know that when we fill ourselves with the feminine, it's communal and it overflows and it impacts the collective. So how can we do those things? The first thing is going to be getting back in touch with your body and your feelings, right? Emotions are energy in motion, right? So they are energetic. They are a language. And for a very long time, living in the masculine, we've cut ourselves off from any body language. What I mean by that is, communications from the body like any wisdom from the body we've cut ourselves off oh that's that's silly that's that we can't prove that that's not scientific or whatever whatever the message has been that's witchy whatever right and so we need to drop out of our heads and drop into our bodies okay one of the things that also happens with this is listening to your instincts we have an episode coming up about the four wisdom centers that are feminine and they all are in the body. So things like intuition, things like gut instinct, things like heart wisdom, those all are in the body. And that's one of the first things that we can do 
get out of the head, get into the body. What is my body saying to me? What is my my ancestral connection saying to me? What is my connection to my mother earth saying to me? And being able to listen with our the ears that live in our hearts, the ears that live in our wombs, the ears that live in our guts, instead of just the ears that live on our head. Okay. Another thing that you can do is to start caring for yourself. So women predominantly have been conditioned always to put other people's needs first. Being good girls, good women, good wives, good mothers means putting everybody else first and us coming last. And that's actually the opposite of the feminine path. That's a patriarchal tool to keep us from our feminine because the feminine knows that we care for ourselves first, right? In therapy, we talk about this um, as, you know, fill your own cup. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? And that's that's true, um, but it's that's a way of saying that we're missing the soul care. We're missing the pouring into ourselves because when you are full, when you are radiant, you can't help but shine on other people, right? When you're full and you're walking in the grocery store and you've got a big old smile on your face, that's going to touch everybody in that grocery store, right? These are the real life, real world, everyday examples. When you take care of yourself first, when you pour into you, it's undeniable that you will pour into others. And when everybody is doing that, then the community is benefiting, right? It's not about taking. See, the, here's the, the, the energetic difference, right? Pouring into yourself has an energy that, that goes up your body, down your body, and then out your body, right? It, can, it has to. When you pour, it has to go somewhere. So you're pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. That's different than being selfish and taking and going around the world and saying, what can I get from this? What can I get from this? That's like sucking into yourself, right? That's the energetic that I get. It's like a like a sucking in versus a pouring in, okay? So pouring into yourself is not selfish. Okay, the next thing that you can do when you're on the feminine path and when you're, when you're working to help usher in the rise of the feminine is uplift others. Uplift. When you are beaming and radiant because you've just poured into yourself, you can't help but lift others up. So again, acknowledging those differences, seeing it as all a piece of the puzzle, a beautiful mosaic that we individually create together instead of bringing people down. Another patriarchal tool, another patriarchal con construct has been the sister wound competing with our sisters to get the man to get the to get the man with enough money to provide for us right that's that's where this comes from um to get the position in in society to be looked at as the prettiest the best the smartest whatever that society valued that's the patriarchy. <laughs> That's them realizing that if we're competing with each other, we can't gather with each other because when women gather, that's when magic happens, right? So we need to uplift, uplift. We can do this just by smiling at somebody, right? Just by complimenting somebody, or we can take more conscious actions, right? In our businesses, 
in our work in the world, in our families, we can consciously choose, how am I going to uplift people today through my work, through my interactions, through my relationships, whatever, right? We can consciously make that choice. Okay, so two more. The next thing that you can do is start rewilding yourself. Rewilding means removing yourself from these patriarchal constructs and deciding if, how, and when you want to participate, okay? So one of the first things that I rewilded from was birth control. We'll have a whole episode and probably a whole, you know, series on, you know, the menstrual cycle and womb wisdom and all of that stuff. My really good friend Elizabeth will come on the show for sure. This is her work is, is like living with your cycle and healing your cycle. Um, but that was the first thing I rewilded because I was told my whole life that the answer to all my problems was birth control. It kept me from getting pregnant. It, gave, it kept me skinny. It gave me clear skin. It balanced my hormones. It made me happy. Da, 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 da. And all the while it was killing me, like it was ruining me inside physically and also ruining my connection to the divine. And so that was the first thing that I consciously rewilded from. Other people may not rewild from birth control. That is all our choice, right? But other things that you can step out of are the food industry, housing industry, the school systems traditional workplaces, like all of these systems that people are starting to like look at with a side eye and be like, hmm, that doesn't seem right for me. (laughs) That just doesn't seem right at all. Like I don't want my kids sitting at a desk for seven hours a day with no recess or whatever, you know? So consciously examining these systems and choosing if, how, and when you want to participate in them, that would be rewilding yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be everybody goes and buys an off-grid cabin in the woods and, you know, grows their own food and da-da-da, which some of us are like, heck yeah, sign me up. That might not be your version of rewilding, but you can consciously choose. Maybe you're just buying um, glass bottles instead of plastic, right? Or maybe you're buying natural products instead of chemical products. Whatever it is for you, your version of rewilding is just as valid and it is a step on the feminine path. Okay. And then the last one is where we get, we get witchy, we get woo. So honing your mysticism, there are distinct magics, distinct powers that, that women in history were known for oracle abilities, seer abilities, um, mothering, weaving. And I don't mean weaving like, uh, tapestries, which that's beautiful too, but I mean, weaving, um, creations right on the mystical level all of this is has been driven underground right it was you were killed for being witchy you were killed for having power for being in tune with your mysticism um so when you're ready reclaiming that is really powerful and you'll just be a, a channel for the feminine when you bring your mysticism online a couple ways to do this are to start living rhythmically you can live according to the four seasons in an earth-based way. You can you can model yourself after the moon in a celestial way. You can really start to sink into your cycle for like a body wisdom way, but rhythmic living, cyclical living, the feminine is cyclical. So by tapping into the cycle of your choice, 
you are creating a channel for her. You're creating um, a portal for her to show up through. And also rituals, right? If you don't already have like a morning routine, um, head to my website. I have one for you. You can grab it. Um, or if you don't already do some things that are intentional to celebrate your connection to the divine, if you're not already acting those, um, that's a great way. Start working on some rituals, new moon and full moon rituals, um, you know, period rituals when you're bleeding, like, like blood rites or blood rituals. Um, those are great. Those are great ways to do not only the rhythmic living, but also the rituals at the same time. Okay. This allows you to tap into those divine realms to become a conduit for this energy, right? So you can do things literally like through activism, through social um, engagement, through conscious interactions with people, and you can do things through your mysticism, through your divine channel energetically. All of this will help you um, become a part, become a facilitator in the feminine rising, become a facilitator in this energy shift and changing the world. Um, and it just starts by, you know, opening yourself up and stepping onto the path. If you want support starting on the feminine path, the first thing to know is kind of where you're at. What season of rerouting are you in? Um, and you can find that out by taking my quiz. It's at rootedfeminine.com slash quiz. And these questions are really grounded in, in the feminine rising. There's nine of them. So it's really easy for you to do, but it'll give you insight into where you're starting and what you need at that place um, and how you can get supports for yourself, how you can call on certain uh, divine feminine archetypes at that stage and who's, who's going to show up for you energetically there. Um, so the quiz is a great place to start. Again, that is rootedfeminine.com slash quiz. All right, that's it for today. And I will see you next time here in Temple State. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.